my first escape room that I created for test prep because the kids were so into it. Like I still get cold chills thinking about it. They were so into it that they, that they want, they were begging for more, which made me stay up till midnight (laughs) or later making more because it was a challenging group. And I was finally getting them into what we were doing. And so it served as a great review and they did much better. They had shown an improvement and growth on their state testing at the end of the year. Hi there, I'm Carolyn Wall, your host of the Middle School Cafe podcast, a podcast specifically for secondary ELA teachers looking to close the achievement gap. I'm a 20-year veteran teacher who still loves being in the classroom. Tune in each week as I reflect on my own teaching experience to bring you lesson plans, strategies, and stories that will help you develop your students as readers and writers. So grab your notepad, cup of coffee and join me each week as we dive into all things ELA. Here we go. Hello and welcome back to our summer series. This summer, as you know, I've invited several of my teacher friends to join me here on the podcast to share something that they've done in the classroom to help improve student engagement. We have just a few weeks left in the summer series and like summer, it is going way too fast. If you've been off doing summer things and have missed any of the episodes, be sure to go to middleschoolcafe.com, click on the podcast, and check out all of the episodes. Have you completed your summer challenge board yet? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, I've created a challenge to go along with our summer series, which when completed, you can earn prizes. Head over to my Instagram, Middle School Cafe, and check out the highlight with all the details. Are you ready to learn how to gamify your lessons? and get your students asking you to do more? This week, my friend Lindsay from Lit with Lens is here to talk about digital escape rooms. If you're not familiar with the digital escape room, they are similar to the concept of the escape rooms that have become popular in the past few years. Essentially, students complete puzzles or games to get the codes needed to unlock clues and eventually break out of the escape room. In addition to sharing with us how she uses escape rooms, Lindsay has graciously provided a document that will walk you through creating your own escape room if that is something that you would like to try. There's a link in the show notes to her document, so go check that out. All right, let's get to the interview. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Of course, me too. I'm super excited to get the opportunity to chat with you. I do love everything that you do, and I can't wait to jump in and talk about escape rooms with you. But before we do that, can you just take a moment and tell those who maybe don't know who you are a little bit about yourself, your background in education, and what you're currently doing? I'm Lindsay Greasover from Litwood Lens. I've been teaching middle school ELA for about 19 years. And I'm still doing that full time. And then I also on the side do my Teachers Pay Teachers store and my blog, both called Litwood Lens. And I've been working on an argumentative uh, video game resource re- most recently. I just posted that yesterday. Fine. Uh, so, yeah. I love how you gamify lots of things because they're so engaging for students. 
So we're getting uh, towards the end of our summer series here. And one of the things that I wanted to do on the summer series was really have people come on the podcast to really explain how they're engaging students in their in their classroom. So the pandemic has been hard and we're all just really trying to find our footing again. I love the idea of using escape rooms in class and I've used them with my social studies class. And so I understand what they are, but I've never used them in language arts. Can you explain, first of all, what an escape room is if somebody doesn't know and then how you use them in the language arts classroom? Okay. So an escape room, specifically a digital escape room, They're a series of digital games, puzzles, whatever you would like to put in them. And you can, it requires students to use, think outside the box, use critical thinking skills, but it could really be about anything or any topic that you, that you want. And I originally started making them because of test prep, because it was so boring and they dreaded it. They hated hearing the words test prep. Yeah. And so I thought I'm going to make, I'm going to figure out how to do these digital escape rooms and I'm going to apply the standards that they need to know, short passages, figurative language, vocabulary, context clues, all those things that they need to review in a digital escape room. So what might an activity look like in an escape room for language arts? So usually I try to have reading comprehension, always have reading comprehension. So I might like write a short passage, short story, and they have to identify different parts of the plot and then answer questions about theme, context clues. I usually always do that with figurative language and there's different rooms that they go into to complete the activity on whatever the skill is that we're working on. Okay. So it sounds like it's still just like regular type activities. Again, like I said, I've used them in um, social studies. And so when I'm looking at my social studies content, like we're focusing on just like Westward expansion is one I'm thinking of because that's one that I have. And so for each of the different locks that they have to unlock, they have to come up with a clue based on a reading passage or something about that specific activity. So it sounds like it's very similar in the language arts escape rooms. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why it would work so well in any subject. Even PE, they could figure out a way to use it. That'd be great for indoor recess too. Right. Right. (laughs) All right. So I know you designed them. So when you're designing an escape room, how do you ensure that the content aligns with the curriculum and the learning objectives? And then how do you know that the students are learning the material and not just getting the codes to do the unlocking? So there's a number of ways that they can do this. They can work alone. They can work together. Before I start escape rooms, I like to learn about my students and what they need and what they just who they are. Because you're going to know the ones that will just skip right through and figure out the answer and skip the activity. So I have to constantly monitor what they're doing. As far as the content aligning with the curriculum, the escape rooms that I make are to do with whatever our pacing guide is at school, which is usually similar across the board. I feel like we kind of all teach at the same this we cover the same standards at the same time of the year. It's what I'm seeing in Facebook groups and with different teachers that I know across yeah. the country. So 
whatever those standards are, that's how I determine what the escape room will cover. So it sounds like it's the activity itself that is aligned with the standard. And then the escape room part is like the fun activity that goes with it. Right. It could be like to introduce a standard or it could serve as an assessment, depending on what the content is. So what are some of the challenges that teachers might encounter when using escape rooms? And what are some suggestions you have to help them overcome those challenges? It depends on whether they purchase them or if they make their own. One thing about making an escape room, as you know, I'm sure, is it's time consuming. It takes quite a bit of time. Yes, it does. Um, And you want to make sure that everybody's able to access it. And there's some schools that do block certain websites like jigsawplanet.com is one I know that's pretty commonly blocked. But you want to check with your tech person and then see what they can do to help you as far as that goes, the blocking part. But I would just, if I were making my own, I would want to have my content laid out and know specifically what it was I was I wanted to accomplish with the escape room. What are some challenges, though, if you're not creating it, you're just presenting it as a lesson in your class? What are some challenges that teachers might face, like to make sure that everyone's on task or what might just what are some of the challenges that you see as the teacher presenting the lesson? I'm very careful with how I group my kids because I know who had by the time we do escape rooms, I pretty much know who may skip out on the task. So I group them with people that won't give them the answer, but that will encourage them to do the work. And I like to make it where they have to show their work so that they can't just copy off the person beside Mm -hmm. them because they have to have their own product right, um, and their own content. Yeah, definitely. You're always going to have those students that try to just figure out the end puzzle. I've always had that, whether they're the ones I've created or the ones that I've purchased from other people. And sometimes I think it's fun to see what they come up with and how they come up with the answers. I know, because sometimes (laughs) I'm blown away. Like I have a couple students that will just zoom through it and I know that they somehow figured out the answer, (laughs) even if it's just random. So, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're they are definitely more creative with the, especially the digital ones. But all right. So let's talk a little bit more about escape rooms. Can you share a success story or an example of students who were particularly motivated by an escape room activity? They're always so excited about escape rooms because they want to win. And the group that wins, I'll give a piece of candy to or 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 maybe a couple points on a an upcoming test. But as far as a success story, I guess my biggest one was my first escape room that I created for test prep because the kids were so into it. Like I still get cold chills thinking about it. They were so into it that they that they want they were begging for more, which made me stay up till midnight (laughs) or later making more because it was a challenging group. And I was finally getting them into what we were doing. And so it served as a great review and they did much better. They had showed an improvement and growth on their state testing at the end of the years. 
Yeah. I, one thing I really love about escape rooms, if you, in my opinion, if you use them sparingly, not like as the everyday activity is that those students that don't often participate will participate and even become the leaders of their group. When you do an escape room like this, they're so excited to be on the computer. They're so excited to um, figure out the clues. And because it's gamified, they're definitely more engaged with that. That's so true. It's definitely true. Happy summer ELA teachers. I hope you're enjoying this summer series of interviews. As you gear up for the upcoming school year, are you as prepared as you'd like to be to address the unique needs of today's students? The pandemic has left students with significant gaps in their education, highlighting the need for teachers to have the right tools at their disposal. Motivating Readers, Teaching in the Post-Pandemic Era is a book that provides practical ideas and suggestions from a teacher currently in the classroom. I'm sharing strategies that will help you individualize instruction for all students and create an environment where students can truly thrive. Motivating Readers will help you unlock your students' potential and close the learning gaps. You can order your copy today from your favorite online retailer. Together, let's ignite a love of reading in every student and pave the way for their future success. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about escape rooms, either creating them or how you've used them in your classroom? I love creating them, but I also love having them for every, like as a, as a, an assessment for a number of skills, a number of standards when possible. But I also know that it can be a time. And like you mentioned, it can be the kids will get bored with that. That doesn't feel like a game anymore. So again, you have to use it sparingly. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about also earlier, before we started, I'm including a, a how to create your own escape room, PowerPoint or PDF, so that others can see how they can easily make their own and go from there. Lindsay's graciously put together a little presentation that will be over in the show notes and kind of outlined. So if you're interested in making your own, they're very fun. They are time consuming, but the end product is so rewarding, especially when you can tailor it to what your students are doing. So you can head over to the show notes and download that PDF for you. So thank you so much for doing that. So for the listeners and in that, that, PDF that you'll have a link to access. There is a 30% off coupon code for my digital escape room bundle. So you'll put in the code after you purchase or when you get to the part where you purchase the bundle off my website. Awesome. And so what are some of the escape rooms if they use that 30% off code that they're going to get? They'll get the ELA test prep bundle or the reading comprehension up. It's ELA is more, I feel like that's kind of more grammar related. There's also a grammar escape room sentence structure every holiday, Christmas, Easter, Valentine's. There are escape rooms for that. There are figurative language, vocabulary, uh, Halloween, (laughs) end of year. Wow. I think there's like over 17 and it's a growing bundle. So when I make a new one, they'll have access to that too. 
That is awesome. And at 30% off, that's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. So the last question I have is one we ask to everyone. So it can be related to escape rooms or not. But we know that teaching is hard and it has significantly changed in the last few years. What piece of advice would you give to a new teacher or a burnt out teacher? Do you have a tip or teacher hack that you could share with us? That's a great question. And one that that I think we all could ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just have to be okay with failing sometimes. It's not, you're not going to have a perfect lesson every day. You're not going to have the perfect day or the perfect class, the perfect students. You're going to make mistakes and you have to recognize that and not let it make you feel like a, a failure because Teaching is it's kind of like my kids play baseball and baseball is a game of failure. We always tell our kids that. And so is teaching. You learn from your mistakes and get better. And you're not going to know everything right away. I don't think you ever know everything. I've been teaching for, I'll just finish my year 29. And there are still days I walk away going, oh, that was not a good lesson. <laughs> no, I know. And then by my fourth period or so, I'm, it's finally figured out what you need to do. And I'm like, oh, those first three periods, like, yes, I, I failed them, but, but yes. it happens. And, yeah. and you learn every year something new. For sure. I always tell my first period, they're my guinea pigs, because I prep the lesson, I do the best I can. But after you present the lesson, you're like, oh, we're going to change this, or we're going to change that, or the timing didn't work out. So yes, even after so many years of teaching, you're still constantly changing. But I love your advice of having to be okay with failure, because that's something that I try to teach my students that you're not going to be good at something the first time very rare that that's going to happen. And the same is with teaching, especially now in this time period where things have changed so much and there's so many learning gaps and everything that it's okay. It's okay when lessons don't work out and you could have the best lesson planned, but students are going to impact whether that lesson goes well or not. And I'm not just talking behavior, you know, they I might think that my students know how to do something because in previous years they did, but now they have no idea. So having to go back and fill in those learning gaps. So that is a great, great advice. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think also like that we have to remember there. I mean, this is something we say at my school, COVID kids, mm-hmm. and there is a gap there and we, we can only push them so much and they are just, they're different now and it's going to take yeah. a while to get away from that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And this attitude that some people in the public and politicians have as business as usual, it just doesn't work because not just academically, but our kids, you know, they're COVID kids, like you said, and they come with a lot of emotional baggage with them that we have to help them through that at a much higher rate than we did pre-COVID. Right. Yeah. And I don't think people, I don't think the higher ups really recognize that. And I would, I always say, I wish they would come in the classroom and just watch. Yeah. Um, just spend a couple random days and see yeah. what, how it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I think they'd make better decisions. Just my personal opinion. <laughs> Sorry. I said it. <laughs> I did too. 
Oops. All right. Well, I know that you have a lot of ideas in your teacher pay teacher store um, of how to reach kids and how to gamify things, escape rooms. If somebody wants to connect with you, can you just kind of tell us where they can connect with you? Everything is at Lit with Lens. So my Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all of my socials are, are at Lit with Lens. And then, of course, my teachers pay teachers. Lit with Lens is my store. And that's also the, the name of my blog. So it's pretty easy. All right. Yeah, definitely. We'll find you. And I'll also put links in the show notes for people that can just go over there and get any of those links. Yeah, thanks. Feel free to message me with any questions you come up with. If you are working on your own escape room, I'm happy to help. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Lindsay is a wealth of information. So take her up on that, especially if you are going to be creating your own. Thank you so much for that. All right. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming and being on the podcast. I'm so excited that you were here and that I got to speak with you almost face to face. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I love it. All right. Well, you have a great afternoon and a great summer. You too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Lindsay is definitely an expert in all things related to escape rooms. Escape rooms with their series of fun and challenging puzzles and games are incredibly motivating, whether you're introducing new material or reviewing topics throughout the year. The best part is that escape rooms are super flexible which allows you to customize them to meet your specific learning goals. What's even more impressive is that escape rooms work with all skill levels and abilities, actively engaging students and helping them understand the subject better. It's truly fascinating to see students who don't normally engage in activities ask you to do another escape room. I personally love it when students are so engaged in the activity that they don't even realize that they're learning. Lindsay has created several of her own escape rooms, which you can find in her Teachers Pay Teachers store, Lit with Lens, or you can grab the growing bundle on her website, litwithlens.com, which she is offering a limited time discount of 30% to listeners of the podcast. So head over to the show notes to download her document with all the details to get the discount. As a reminder, the conversation continues in the Secondary ELA Facebook group. This week, we'll be talking about escape rooms and other ways to gamify lessons. All right. I hope you're having a great summer. School will be here before you know it. So rest up while you can. Until next time, everyone, have a great week.